you have Hannah, and you have me, Gary, and we want to welcome you to the Eye Opener Society. Remember, everybody, we've rebranded. We're no longer Third Eye Meditation. Uh, we are now the Eye Opener Society. We are opening your eyes to the things that we feel are very important for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, today is June 18th, 2023, and we're recording this on a Sunday. And we got up today because we have a very special guest that we're going to have on this show just for you guys. Um, her name is Angelica Matev, and she's coming from Spain. And we worked out all the bugs this time, and we hopefully got the audio straightened out. But Angelica, I we really think she has some very, very important services that she can bring mm -hmm. you. We're not talking regular horoscopes. Yeah. You know, we're talking about your life's destination based upon the stars, your birth chart. A lot of people don't realize just how much that's a roadmap mm -hmm. to your life. And we're going to be talking all about this. Angelica is probably going to fill us in on so much stuff that we don't even know about. Yeah. And we're kind of excited about that. So we'd like to get the show started. Um, but everybody, just remember, uh, we're going to give plenty of links. And especially when it comes to our guests, follow them. Follow them on their Facebook pages. Um, visit their websites. Uh, we provide that to you. It's nothing for us. It's not monetizing us in any way. Please visit them. Our guests take the time out to come on our show to bring you guys some really valuable information. So make sure you follow them. And again, in the synopsis of the show, we'll have all the links on there. Mm -hmm. We're going to be on YouTube as well. So all of this um, is out there for you guys. And we will provide you the link. So don't forget to follow our guests that are on the show. Real important. Yes. Um, and don't forget, people, also don't forget to check out uh, Elaine from Arcane Oracle. Because if it wasn't for her... Angelica would not have gotten in touch with us. <laughs> so yeah. It's really good. We can um, really network together. Mm -hmm. And that's the importance, I think, of our show. People can come forward with some great ideas, some really beneficial information, and we could get it out to you guys. And that's what the Eye Opener Society is all about. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring in Angelica Matev. Hey. Angelica, how are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much, Gary and Hannah, for the opportunity to be your guest. It's a real pleasure. Hello, everyone who will be listening. And I'm truly excited because, uh, you know, when you love something with the kind of passion that I love, astrology and psychology, there is definitely a lot to uh, share. So again, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being on. We appreciate mm -hmm. you and your time, and we are so excited. Yeah, we were actually nervous because... Yeah, we were. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've been sitting doing these podcasts for so long, and we've had great guests, but the level of a guest like yourself, Yeah. welcome to the show. We're really excited, and I, I was... You. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome, and I was looking you up a little bit and trying to, you know, see all the things that you're about, but we're going to give you that opportunity right now. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your, um, what it is you do. Explain it a little bit so the audience knows. Sure. Well, um, 
my story is one of many adventures, many deep changes, and uh, it happens uh, for me in a way that I couldn't see when I was younger. But thanks to my church, I guess, I traveled the world since a very you know, early age, and uh, I lived in various places in Africa, in North America. Now I'm back uh, here in Europe. And when this travel, traveling happens, you know, it's unavoidable to just not leave something of you there and take something of the place within you. So that naturally led to the development of various cultural identities. Of course, I learned languages. I learned a lot about different realities, uh, local traditions and lifestyles. And that added a lot to my own way of interpreting the world. And of course, it was very helpful because I've been asking a lot of questions since I can remember as a child. Then uh, I wanted to find answers and understand how everything works. And uh, I was only 13 when I found the first astrology book, which was very kind of, uh, you know, not, not too, uh, too deep, but still gave me uh, the idea that there, there are ways for us to understand not just the world, but ourselves as well. And then that was the start of a long journey and uh, a long love story between astrology and myself. So like I said, I went through many changes in my life, but that's the one constant. That's the one thing that, that never changed. So after, again, moving around the world, living, working, studying in uh, various countries, a few years ago, I decided to finally dedicate myself entirely to my passion to astropsychology. And this is how um, the motivation, the inspiration and the energy came uh, at my disposal to start this as my professional activity. And this is all I do now for the past few years, helping people, seekers of self-knowledge, those who are interested to understand how they can actually become empowered with self-knowledge and become the active agents uh, and creators of their own life, reality, and story. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely possible by using uh, astrology. And I'd like to explain, of course, a few points about that. But uh, as an introduction, that's how my journey with uh, becoming who I am today uh, a professional astrologer and, and holistic growth coach kind of brought me brought me to where I am. And I'm so grateful because by doing what I do, I get to meet so many wonderful people, keep learning myself, discover so much, and really find that meaning which we all need so we can live uh, life and, and uh, continue that process of individuation, growth, and personal development. Amazing. Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> it's wonderful, though, to, you know, we spoke about on this show in the past, people that come, they need assistance. They're having mm -hmm. mental troubles, uh, anxiety, depression. We spoke about that so much. You could go to medical professionals, and we obviously suggest that you do that if you are having problems, but there's alternative forms of finding out yourself finding your path, 
because we're I think you know from the eye opener's perspective we get lost because the whole world is just they're putting a kind of like a blockage mm -hmm. on these alternative forms and that's what we're trying to open yeah. people's eyes up things like horoscopes astrology people don't realize that this can actually benefit you yeah so tell us in what ways astrology and your birth chart can actually help somebody absolutely well uh i think that astrology is so deeply misunderstood uh, at least the idea that has been created in the modern times you know in the, um there is this you know negative uh approach and most people reject it or just look at it with a mild neglect thinking that astrology is about daily horoscopes uh and uh like putting people into 12 groups of personalities so nothing can be further from the truth and this is oversimplifying and uh, really damaging the reputation of so much ancient wisdom that somehow through all this, uh, you know, denial, rejection and negativity survived and is, and is alive and well and is getting more and more credibility uh, nowadays because of the development that happened to astrology, just like we evolve as human beings astrology evolves as well. So we have two big, I would say, um, branches in astrology. And there are so many different schools and they all have their merits. I have great respect for uh, for the different ways astrologers practice their, their art. So I don't see why we should be uh, kind of denying one system because the other one is, is better. There is always so much to learn from everything. But we have the traditional model of astrology and then we have the so-called postmodern astrology that is a combination an integration of various disciplines including psychology more specifically analytical psychology jungian archetypes counseling work therapeutic approach and uh, all of these components that allow the creation of very personalized methodology to use with the client so they can understand the structure of their personality based on drives, beliefs, and motives as reflected in the birth chart. And from there, create, again, a very personalized individual kind of uh, strategy to help them resolve those problems. Mm -hmm. Because if we take only the traditional model, again, with my deepest respect, because everything else is based on it, but it has uh, certain limitations, okay? So traditional astrology is rather um, content-focused, meaning uh, it takes the chart and explains what's there. So it's basically like, okay, I'm going to tell you what's in your chart, and then that's it, okay? So <laughs> it's about what's going on and what might happen if we focus on the prediction, which to me is definitely not the main purpose of astrology, okay? But this rather deterministic and more static model could provide information based on certain calculations, but doesn't really explain to the person why these things are happening. So 
focuses on the what, but the why is left unanswered. So if we take the next step, which is uh, the, the evolved astrology approach, and um, we add to that the center, the focus becomes the person rather than their chart and, and everything that uh, they want to know with predictions, because honestly, there is... It's, it could be so disempowering if people just want to know, okay, what's going to happen to me? Well, this is immediately adopting the role of some passive recipient of events mm -hmm. that we cannot change, that we can't understand. We just have to endure them, hoping that the next you know, <laughs> round of, of the wheel of life will be better for us. Mm -hmm. However, uh, studying all uh, all this throughout the years, because again, I started with traditional astrology, self studies, working uh, with different teachers, studying under different mentors, until I discovered the school of um, Dr. Glenn Perry. He's a psychotherapist and a psychological astrologer. He created the Academy of Astropsychology, very rigorous program that I took for for years, and this is where I was able to uh, the extremely helped and technology has and therapeutic techniques with the very personalized way in which the analysis of the birth chart from a psychological perspective can help people on their journey of self-discovery, healing, and inner growth. And once I put all this together, along, of course, with my own experience and, and what I've learned through my own life and transformation and intuition, that allowed me to create a system that is extremely helpful and effective. And if I may, I'd like to explain how exactly that, yeah. that works. Of course. Please. Okay. So, well, we know that... Uh, First of all, just a couple of things about a few common misconceptions about astrology, okay? Traditional mm -hmm. or modern, doesn't matter. People really have this wrong ideas about things. So first of all, astrology is not something that is out there that we are disconnected from. Real astrology is actually a reflection of a psychic apparatus that definitely contains, through all the symbolic language, needed to read the chart contains all the information about the structure of the psyche okay okay so that immediately leads to, to the next misconception which is people think that planets cause events which immediately brings another argument in favor of the naysayers and they go like oh so you're gonna tell me that some rock floating in space gonna determine what's gonna happen to me and when you put it that way, it really sounds silly, to say the least. Well, it's not about that. We have the solar system, we have the planets that astronomers study, but let's not forget that back in ancient times where everything began, astronomy and astrology were not separated. They're one and the same discipline. So astronomy studies the bodies of, of the planets and uh, everything that has to do with their physical dimensions, whereas astrology focuses on that energy which is part of those separate archetypes, as they're called in young people, mm -hmm. that are represented in each of those planets and they connect with our psyche. So just like as a person has a body 
and you can't see their soul unless you interact with them, right? Mm -hmm. The same way the planets exist out there, but there are law of correspondences, there are laws of interconnectedness that put us together as one, as a whole, and, and we're all connected with nature, with the cosmos, with cycles, with the lunations, with the different phases of the moon. So imagine our ancestors, like the first people on earth, what, what could they see to orient themselves? Well, the sun during the day, the moon and the stars, right? But yeah. soon enough, they realize that nothing is static, that, you know, some things happen to the ocean, to the, to the sea when the moon is there or there. So they realize that there is a connection, right? And mm -hmm. from there, through a lot of observation, through a lot of practice experiences and recorded uh, of course, findings, uh, we were able to get access to a system that really allows us to understand the world that we live in. And even in, you know, in the past, astrology was used uh, at official schools and university levels throughout Europe in the Sorbonne, for example, in one of the oldest universities in France. For someone to become a doctor and medical practitioners, they they actually needed to have knowledge of astrology as well because wow. there is a connection between yes between you know we're we're so much of our bodies are actually uh, fluids water right over 70 mm -hmm. so uh it, it was uh, not too hard for uh for our ancestors to realize that if there is a bleeding through intervention of any kind or some wound or anything else it's much stronger when the moon happens to be full or in a certain sector uh, of the sky. And then they learn how to calculate that, how to track those movements. All the almanacs used in agriculture too. So the, the, the growth of the crops and, and the ebbs and the flows and all that is also connected to the cycles of the moon. So, and interestingly enough, because we know that religion and science uh, both deny astrology, but uh, I just like to share this with your audience, a curious fact that not many people are aware of. I personally spoke to people following the, uh, the Christian Catholic calendar and they didn't know about it, but are you actually uh, aware, like, have you heard how is the date of Easter to be celebrated each year determined? because we don't have it. We, we have like Christmas is always December 25th, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But Easter is on different Sundays every year. Yeah, Why is correct. That? Well, because officially the, the church, you know, decides when Easter is going to be celebrated and it always happens after, you know, certain events, which are mm. Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Oh, interesting that's the formula okay so wow. we need the full moon to happen after the spring equinox which happens to be zero degree aries and the beginning of the astrological year not the calendar <laughs> the astrological <laughs> uh -huh. and then we celebrate easter okay so all these things there are traditions that kind of um help us connect with with Again, nature, cycles, and uh, everything that represents our spirituality. And like I said, I have great respect for it. It's just that this little facts when unknown, people might get the wrong impression that uh, the phases of the moon don't matter. They do, okay? And that's mm -hmm. just a little example. So 
how is actually astrology working to, to help us on a psychological level? Well, again, uh, with the work of Dane Rodier, a, a giant uh, thinker, astrologer, an author who wrote his monumental book, Astrology of Personality. In there, he's able to make this absolutely amazing connections between the energy of the planets, how they bring about in a person the quality of the season when a person is born, and how they represent certain psychological attributes, which positioned in a chart can give us a very specific psychological makeup and uh, understanding of this person's individual inner world. And then after that, of course, adding Jungian archetypes, uh, each planet and sign represent an archetypal unit. So the sun is, uh, okay, the sun is many things. The sun is up there and without it, life is over here. But uh, it, psychologically, it represents the center of the psyche, just like uh, it's the center of the solar system. And this is our sense of uh, ego and self. This is uh, the sun, based on its position in the chart, would tell us where this person would seek personal validation, recognition, what is their potential for self-expression that uh, would allow them to literally shine in their life. So that's why when they're the so-called negative afflictions, we call them in astrology, negative mm -hmm. aspects coming from a more difficult planetary energies, because the planets, they, they're in constant motion and dialogues. Okay, so in the chart, we have a fixed picture. We can change that, right? We can change our horoscope. It's, it's, a, it's a snapshot of the sky at the moment of our birth. What we can change, though, is ourselves, right? Working with Yes. Because we, uh, that's why we have those, uh, and I always thought, why is that, that we have different, different words? Like we have fate and we have destiny, right? Mm -hmm. So fate, I would say, if we use this analogy uh, with astrology, fate is what we have in the chart. Good or bad, doesn't matter, fate, okay? It's there. That's why they say written in the stars, okay? I don't like that doom and gloom thing, but anyway, it's, it's a common thing. <laughs> Whereas destiny is what we do with that energy, okay? Yeah. And come to think about it, destiny has a lot to do with destination, which means there is a process of moving towards something. There is a process of some kind of change and evolution. It's not, it's not static. It's not stuck. And that's why psychological astrology can function as a growth model, because it helps us on that path towards our destiny, how to use the most of what we are given as fate written in, in the horoscope and and from there make the most of it so we can become the creators of our best version of who we can be and by extension of our reality okay, okay. I, I won't i won't stop anytime soon unless you stop this <laughs> i got you actually i'm, I'm completely fascinated i'm sitting here i'm actually learning so much yeah. and it brings up a lot of ideas and thoughts that i had as well we spoke on our past podcasts and all. We always we don't try to discourage religion. We speak more mm -hmm. spirituality. And what you're bringing up is like, yes, religions started with astrology. A lot of it did, and people mm -hmm. just don't realize that mathematics and astrology. That was what was 
a big curious thing way back when time started uh -huh. when people started to get curious and that's why I find so fascinating it's you don't have to be any particular religion to believe in this you know in no. the stars or astrology it all Absolutely. means something it just is yes. yeah yes. it is and you could look and this is why I'm also trying and I know we're trying to push the point that it's one thing to open up a newspaper and read your horoscope mm. and then it's another thing to actually map your entire life out based upon birth charts where you're going your destinations based upon the stars I'm going to throw a quick question out there to you now. Sure. And, and yeah. I have also a, a few more things to tell you because I oh. have a couple of examples in mind, like case this studies. This show is yours. Yeah, Back go for it. <laughs> okay, go oh. ahead. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask, um, just really quick, like, we have all the Zodiacs, and, like, let's say I'm a, I'm a Libra myself, okay, mm -hmm. and I got my Leo partner over here. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many more Libras. There's so many more Leos. Yep. Mm -hmm. what makes each individual one an individual mm -hmm. that's the that's what was always confusing if there's let's say is right. every single libra going to be exactly mm -hmm. the same personality wise but what changes that the birth right, right. <laughs> well <laughs> you probably heard that uh you heard that in order to to create the, the birth chart we need specific data which includes the of course the date and uh day month year location and hour okay so the more specific that information about the time is the better because in psychological astrology we use a system that calculates the chart and divides it into 12 houses that are not equal, okay? There are other systems, I don't want to overwhelm you guys or the audience with that, but those who know astrology while listening, maybe they could be like, oh, but that's not the only system. Yes, I know, but for the purposes of the psychological perspective in the analysis, these so-called houses are used uh, in calculation based on that system. And once the chart is created, it's possible to see all the different components that represent facets of the psychology of the individual, okay? I mentioned the sun earlier, what it represents, but then we have the moon. That is our emotional self. That is how we react, how we uh, process uh, any kind of information that triggers emotions and feelings, the way we nurture and care, how we, um, what kind of relationship we have with the mother figure. The son is the same about the father. Then we have Mars, which represents so many things. And uh, of course, I won't be able to cover, to cover all of it. I just want to say that Mars is a lot more than just, uh, you know, strength, physical strength, impatience and aggression. Uh, Mars is the archetype that could tell us about the overall ability of a person to find the energy to fight for what they want. It's uh, oftentimes associated with sexuality, but like that was one of the debates between um, the two giants, uh, Freud and Jung, because um, Freud focused on big part of sexual energy, the libido being um, the one factor that would determine a lot in, in the personal psychology. And if we take that into astrology, that would be Mars. But Jung also kind of developed that idea and added to it that 
apart from the libido, these archetypes also represent our ability to actually withstand all kinds of storms in life and keep pushing through, okay? So if we take, to go back to your question, a person with sun in Libra, it's impossible to give a, a valid interpretation of a, a horoscope if we don't look at everything. Nothing functions in isolation in astrology. So you might share some common traits, you know, and attributes with someone who has sun in Libra as well. But because you have everything else in the chart, and mind you, there are no two identical charts. Every chart is different in its own yeah. way. So that would be your way because I'm talking about Mars. So let's say two people have a sun in Libra, okay? One person has Mars in Aries. The other person has Mars in Pisces, okay? So Aries is the sign that is all about this uh, adventure spirit that I mentioned earlier, the quest, the conquest, like let's get things done. I'm strong. Um, I want to kind of discover the world and grab it. So Mars in there would bring a lot of ambition, a lot of vitality and a lot of strength to pursue uh, one's goals and, and dreams, etc. Combined with Libra, because the two are opposite, they could either find a way to balance each other or there might be some kind of inner conflict based on, on the drive that Mars is constantly pushing towards doing something and then Libra being the more hesitant one. Mm -hmm. But overall, this person would, if they integrate the energy of the chart well, they could be the perfect leader with Mars who is using diplomacy, Libra, to resolve conflicts and to, and to find ways for everyone to be satisfied and, and reach an agreement. Mm. Mm. Now, all these expressions have the so-called shadow side. And we arrive here to a huge topic, which this, this the personal shadow is a concept introduced by Jung and uh, it's a part of the psyche, just without oversimplifying, give a quick definition, where we store, we kind of cast away all the negative things that we don't want to deal with consciously. So the fears, the guilt, the, the insecurity and, and the unhealed trauma, they all go pushed uh, somewhere in the unconscious, but they still operate. And if we're not aware about those issues, regardless of how great we are and how hard we work, there might be blockages and self-sabotaging tendencies. So that's why I'm saying after doing this inner work and, and kind of integrating the shadow, it's possible to take the best and the most from the combination Mars in Aries, Sun in Libra and truly become uh, someone remarkable with amazing achievements. However, if whatever's going on backstage is not integrated, healed and embraced, then a lot of other fears, a lot of other negative emotions, which could turn into aggression even because Mars in Aries could have also that expression. So things might not work out well because uh, there are a lot of different factors hindering the realization of that otherwise great potential. So that's one person with Sun in Libra and uh, Mars in Aries. The other example I gave, just so we can compare the two, is also a person with Sun in Libra, but they have Mars in Pisces in their chart. What's the meaning of that? Well, Pisces is the pacifist. Pisces is the artist. Pisces is the 
the, the spiritual person that is uh, naturally connected to the universe, ready to transcend this reality at any given time. So Pisces is usually all about compassion, helping others. So Mars in Pisces is not really in the best territory possible based on its nature, but it's oftentimes I've seen charts with, with people with uh, Mars in Pisces, they dedicate themselves to fight for the rights of, uh, you know, to become the champions of those who need help, like uh, the sick, the, 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 the homeless, those who really need some kind of support. So Mars become, uh, becomes here their own um, champion again to, to help them with these issues. But when it comes to their own ambition, uh, Mars in Pisces would not pursue the things that Mars in Aries would because of this passive approach to life where things are not so charged with energy. So even if the two people have sons in Libra, they will choose very different life paths and they will encounter different opportunities, different inner issues. They might react in a similar way in given situations, but chances are they'll make very different choices. And mm. to quote uh, another great name in, in philosophy, uh, Sartre, the French philosopher, he said, we are our choices, right? Mm. So that's why when I work with a client, first, I don't want to, you know, do these tricks of, okay, I'm going to look at your chart and now I'm going to amaze you how much I know about you. No, it's, it's, it's not about that, okay? I want to hear their story first. Mm -hmm. I want to hear how they leave their chart because I already have an idea. Uh, I, I have the chart in front of me, but I want to, to hear what kind of language they're using because it's an expression of the, the self-talk, the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. a, a lot can transpire from that. And then I can see how all these placements begin to unfold and it's so much easier to make the person feel understood because we go into that deep exploration of their inner world. But it's very important to know that everything is actually based on, on some kind of explanation, that there is nothing wrong with them. Like you said mm -hmm. earlier, people oftentimes think that the only way is to go to, to a psychiatrist or or to the priest, and, and then nothing much in between. Mm -hmm. We are our own healers, but in order to help ourselves mm -hmm. to heal and, and to really get to the point of that self-actualization process, we need first to understand, because there is no acceptance without understanding. Mm -hmm. And the way to understand is to see that a lot of what's going on within us and around us, which is the extension and the projection of our inner world, absolutely then there is an explanation because somehow we came to this lifetime with that particular chart because at a soul level we need to go through certain experiences so what can we do to make the most out of it and really have a meaningful life where we a big very individual and there is the blueprint of everyone's psyche. Very, very interesting. We, I know. I, I got to tell you, I'm just fascinated. I can sit and listen to this all day long. Me too. This, yeah. Honestly, this is something that I was always fascinated with because I just always felt that this is the human experience. This is what's making people 
themselves, their ego, their personalities, the way Mm -hmm. they react to certain situations, it's all based upon your entire birth chart. And that exact moment that you were born, that exact second in time, Mm kind of lays out that path for you as you go through life. Now, what I... And now what I wanted to ask you, somebody is having difficulties in life, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, depression, anxiety or anything, they're coming to you for help. Mm-hmm. How do you go about this? Like, I mean, we're going to definitely have all of your information, all your contact information and feel free to give it out. But how do the stores benefit them? What What is it? that you're going to do to help them, to help them see and to change their life for the better? Mm-mm. Not now. It's to, to explain that there are ways for everything to be looked at, explored and analyzed and there are solutions and although Again, astrology is not for everyone. I always invite people who, like I said, are seekers of self-knowledge and are open-minded and willing to to try something different. So when I first started, I wasn't sure how exactly to do this. So because I did many years of coaching, I did so many, I don't know, thousands of chart readings, but I felt that something's missing here. I need to put all this together and create a methodology that is really working for people. So I put together a program, which is a three-month program based on weekly sessions where we meet with the client. And the first step is to explore their chart, of course, like I said, hear their story, identify uh, the possible blockages and inner conflicts, talk about the pain points and and the different questions that they can seem to to find answers to. And then the analysis that there is a couple of sessions dedicated to deep analysis of the birth chart where everything is explored, like everything that the way they perceive themselves, their uh, their relationship with uh, their parents, possible childhood uh, trauma and, and unhealed wounds. And then the way they uh, they think of themselves in terms of self-worth, um, how much they deserve success, abundance, and happiness in life. What is their uh, style as a partner? How do they express their creativity? What is the best path for them uh, to, uh, to find their career and purpose in life? And all that. So I'm kind of listing the way the different houses in astrology give us that information because they represent life areas. But... Once we have identified uh, all this and and there is this trust created between myself and the client because they feel now that there is a lot they can learn, that there is no judgment, that there is nothing here that is labeled right or wrong. We're just exploring different parts of their story. Then we're able to identify the main issues that potentially represent the blockages and fulfillment in life and so based on that i have developed different material which i use in my sessions so what happens is i i share with my clients 
workbooks, worksheets. They contain various questionnaires, prompts, psychological exercises. We do a lot of tests. A lot of them are like uh, even like little games and, and, and they're fun, but they're mm. deep because we match all this with what we find through the chart analysis. So we start uh, focusing on the so-called personalized inner work which I developed for that specific person after we have uh, done uh, the analysis of the birth chart. And that contains different parts to explore. Uh, do they really have conscious understanding of who they are? Do they love themselves enough to, to commit to the journey of, of healing? Then what are the parts that need to be let go of? what are the different tolerations and the reasons why uh, the person would not make changes in their life? Is it out of fear? Is it out of habit and inertia? Because, you know, it's very quickly uh, here done and, and easy to understand that character truly is fate, okay? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> fate, destiny, whatever we, we want to use of, of these words. And uh, based on that, uh, in the course of these three months, there is a lot of exploration, a lot of work together, uh, many of my clients actually sign for extended packages because they want to stay in, in touch and, and have this support. There is also the strategic coaching that I include here uh, if they want to actually pursue a specific goal because, you know, this, this popular term, the SWOT analysis of the strength, weaknesses, etc., it's done differently for different purposes. Mm -hmm. But if we do it astrologically from the perspective of psychology, there is a lot that this person can discover about themselves and there is a lot that can be freed up as energy that was blocking their creativity, their productivity and the level of self-confidence, understanding and embracing who they truly are and starting to believe again consciously that they deserve to be happy, to be successful. That, that changes everything. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example, all right? Okay. I'm, I'm like so sure. intrigued. I'm like, I'm going to sign up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, you know, these are these are real stories and I'm thinking already I have enough material to maybe, you know, with anonymous, of course, change names, but write like uh, a little book with, with stories that um, I discovered through my work with clients. So I have this one client. She came to me. And she was a, a, a successful career woman, very well financially, uh, young, good-looking, and uh, healthy. So you might think, then, what's wrong with her? Like, what's her problem? Well, to begin with, to give a little astrological context, this woman was a double Sagittarius. What's the meaning of that? Her son was in Sagittarius, and... The so-called rising sign, which is uh, referred to as ascendant in astrology, that is actually the sign that appears above the horizon of the moment of birth, if we imagine that everything is constantly moving, right? Mm -hmm. So the ascendant is a very important point of the chart. And when they happen to be the same, the sun sign and the ascendant, like in her case, this woman definitely carries the uh, energy signature of that particular sign in her life in a double way right so what is Sagittarius about Sagittarius is I'm a Sag okay Sagittarius <laughs> is fun loving and but you know that's that's just added bonus freedom 
traveling, discovering new territories and the world, uh, acquiring more knowledge, developing different uh, ideas that could be put into a new system of um, theory and, and, and education and knowledge and wisdom, publishing of books, putting yourself out there, but definitely expanding, okay? So for Sagittarius, because it's ruled by the planet Jupiter, which at an astronomical physical level is the largest body in our solar system, they say that it emits more uh, light than it takes. Some even call it the second sun uh, that is no longer in that function. But uh, Jupiter is very big, and that's why Sagittarians, their shadow side is to overreach, overreact, over-exaggerate everything over. So this woman, as a double Sagittarius, you can imagine what I just described, that being young and, and rich and, and free, she should travel the world and, and have a very exciting life. Well, she made a choice to take care of her elderly parents who both uh, needed uh, assistance because of health issues. And I saw in her chart the position of her moon, which represents the mother, and the position of her son in connection with Saturn definitely showed that there is something there which creates a very strong bond between her and her parents. So although she could hire help, she somehow felt that it's her duty and it's her obligation to be physically present almost every day to their house and make sure they have everything they need because abandoning this kind of routine would be a betrayal and a very bad thing to do. So naturally she felt miserable and not happy with her life because she was in a relationship and her partner actually left when she refused to move in with him because she said, I need to be closer to my parents. So what I saw here was a classic example of the so-called dethroned sun in the birth chart. So the sun, like I said, is the center. The sun is the king. In the human body, in medical astrology, the sun represents the heart, just like the heart is the center of the body, right? So solar system and being the king, the center, our son needs to be in charge of the personality. So what we do is aligned with the energy of the sign where the sun is placed at the time of our birth. We have to be true to who we are. Again, the, the, when they say like, oh, what's your sign? That means like zero below zero okay but your sign is just one factor but you can't say this person is just that without looking at the whole chart yet it's a very important and strong factor right so this woman was living in a total denial of her true nature which was the double sagittarius right mm -hmm. so she made that choice to live the way she lived and naturally she felt trapped she felt miserable she said Nothing gives me joy and satisfaction anymore. I don't know what to do. And then we started exploring parts of her story and her chart. I explained a lot of different things. Turns out when she was nine or 10 years old, she had an older brother and he left when the family needed him the most. Of her adolescence, hearing her parents talking about her brother being, uh, you know, a traitor of the family, being a very bad person, that nobody, you know, who cares about others in the family would do such a thing, that he was selfish. So somehow 
she collected this and internalized this psychological evidence that in order to be a good person, to have the love of your family and to be a good daughter, you should never leave. Okay, so she chose to be close to her parents uh, because of that. And although she was already in her late 30s, she still made those choices. And when I made the connection, she said, oh, no, but that's, that, that was a long time ago. I, I don't, maybe I thought like this back then. Well, that's what happens. The self-limiting belief system has a way to affect us at a very unconscious level sometimes based on the decisions we make. We think we act and, and think based on who we are now, but who mm -hmm. we are now is the product and the extension of who we were back in those formative years. So starting to kind of unfold and unpack on the, uh, all this, she realized that what she was doing wasn't, wasn't authentic, wasn't really something that she could keep doing unless she wants, you know, this kind of, that her life will be this kind of repetitive misery. So we worked together for five months, actually, because she took some more sessions. And then she sent me an email one day and she, she said that she is somewhere in Europe. She was living in the States on a trip that she hired help for her parents and that she uh, started her PhD, which she wanted to complete a long time ago. All these are Sagittarian things, foreign travel, PhD, you know, all that. And she even said in the email, funny thing is when I hired help, my parents told me, honey, you should have done that a long time ago. We didn't know how to tell you that it's not necessary for you to come here all the time because you didn't want to hurt your feelings. So see that lack of communication, that self-limiting belief, that old idea of what is right and, and, and obligations and self-imposed restrictions and limitations were all the factors creating her own prison, if you want. Yeah, but gotcha. We went through all this uh, and again, it took you know sessions to work through that, but in just the course of these three months when we were meeting once a week, she saw clearly what was wrong and she made the changes. So it's not about me telling people what to do or what not to do. It's about giving them the information, providing the clarity. And once everything is seen from a different perspective, then the level of confidence and empowerment and, and understanding of what really is wrong and how it can be changed is what does the magic. And guess what? Once we get to the point of that reinvented personality and, and we shift our perspective uh, on things, the miracle of, you, of the universe occurs because a lot of events, opportunities, and people start to appear in our life aligned with the newly achieve transformation because it's all about what we project the universe is always happy to comply so i think that was a good good example of mm -hmm. how it be yeah. an issue can be resolved with with this kind of uh work and, and guidance i agree yeah i agree too and it's it's absolutely fascinating and just on that note we're reaching out if anyone feels that this can be beneficial to them we're going to ask you to please reach out to Angelica. Her services, you know, it doesn't matter where you are because you do all of your work uh, 
online too as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. I work 100% online and, and I have an entire system of connecting with people, delivering the session and the material. Uh, there is a very uh, easy like couple of steps onboarding process. But of course, first we meet for the so-called discovery call because I want to make sure we're a good fit to work together, that I can really be of help and service to that person. We explore their questions, needs, and, and uh, issues that potentially needs to be resolved. And then if we decide that we can work together, then we create a schedule, we sign an agreement, and we're on. And I provide also feedback in my uh, uh, between the sessions. There is an unlimited email support as well, so people can reach out to me. I commit to that journey, and I don't limit the interaction with my clients and, and people to just the sessions, because I believe there is so much happening in between. So I give people the opportunity to send me a comment, an idea to share something uh, that happens to them because it could be crucial. We never know when that aha moment will happen, so they don't yeah. have to wait until the session. And then uh, there are, the calls are recorded, of course, so there, there is plenty of um, components that create this very specific, very uh, warm, uh, but very professional, connection and atmosphere and I strongly uh, in, you know uh, recommend people to go and check my website like, like you said thank you I recently added some updates there mm. but also the testimonial section where yeah. I have over I don't know how many now like over 30 or 40 testimonials from people I worked with from my client base is mainly from you know the US UK Australia Canada but I do work with people from other parts of the world you know, English speaking. I speak other languages too, but uh, that kind of work. Yeah. yeah, well, my other my other main language is French, Spanish, of course, because I'm here and I speak a couple of Eastern European languages too. So switching between, you know, with all this traveling around the world, that's the Sagittarian thing. But yeah, it's definitely possible to first just meet. There is like no obligation whatsoever and just mm -hmm. not see if really what I do can be of help to, to that particular person. And I'd be thrilled to, to talk to you guys more about it than to anyone in your audience, because I, I think what you do is just amazing. Thank you. And, you know, I expect some of the things, some of your previous episodes, absolutely. And, you know, I just want to say that a little bit going uh, beyond just the astrology and psychology, although it's everything. It's all connected, but we live in a crazy world, okay? Can, can we agree on that? Yeah, yes. Definitely agree. <laughs> so much is going on. So much is going on, and it's just starting because maybe, I don't know, if you, if you think it's a good idea, maybe we can do another episode sometime to talk about some astrological events that affect Everyone. She was reading my mind. I was, I was like, we need to do a part two podcast. Part two for sure, because I actually had that planned out for this show because we can actually, you know, sit and discuss if you like yeah. in the next 10 minutes, some of astrological events mm -hmm. coming up for this year, because we're yeah. already what six months into the new year already. And mm -hmm. I remember the ball dropping yesterday, you know, it was yeah. that quick, but we've mm -hmm. been through so much as of recent recent times and things are strange weird troubling and i think that is 
lending to a lot of people's psyche as yeah. well. So what do we have in store? I mean, what can you predict right now? Well, there is so much to talk about this mm -hmm. in here. And yeah, if we have the opportunity to, to have like a, another episode, maybe mm -hmm. if there is interest, yeah. I can elaborate, but just to give you a quick overview. So first of all, uh, a, a few thoughts about why it's important to keep track of those things, okay? So the world, in my opinion, is in uh, different types of crisis or, or different levels of, uh, of one big crisis we're dealing with because we know what's going on, uh, what we can see. With We just got out of this horrible time with the pandemic and then there is war, there is economic issues, there are natural disasters, and but at the same time, we have so much more going on and, and there is the spiritual crisis and people start asking a lot of questions that they can't find answers to. So that need for guidance now that we're so much under the influence of the sign of Aquarius is something that will become uh, very much a um, an individual task. And <laughs> we have to understand that in the times that we live in, it's as always, but more than ever, important mm -hmm. to start living a conscious life, okay? Not not being, and that's why I love your, your mission here with opening the eyes, right? Because Correct. Carl Jung said it, people would do anything, no matter how absurd, to avoid facing their own soul, okay? So mm -hmm. it's not easy because mm -hmm. we do carry these different issues and things. We, it's human nature to blame someone else or something else for the, for the problems we encounter, right? But uh, Aquarius is about freedom of thought, but it's also with all that comes the responsibility. So it's time to shift the paradigm of thinking. Mm -hmm. The solution and the answers and the change we all want will not come from any external source. There is no such power except for those who actually work towards their own agenda and they happen to have enough power and authority to design events in the world the way they are. But it's a different topic. I'm saying that as individuals, we have the spiritual uh, and the human responsibility to start working towards understanding ourselves to start the process of self-discovery and healing and see what we can do to shift things within first because, again, that that new uh, future, that new vision that we all want to see a, a, a better world and to leave a better world to our children, it's not going to happen uh, due to some kind of external um, intervention. Mm -hmm. we be we need to be the change right right and that means excuse me that means uh living the conscious life which a lot of people you'll be surprised like there is so much nowadays that is numbing uh, our senses that that is mm -hmm. consumerism the need for immediate gratification like okay so grab this grab that the hedonistic lifestyle like Let's let's party. Life is good. Take it easy. No need to stress, to think, to do hard things. Like, take a selfie, be on social media, and then, okay, these are parts of life. I understand that. But the, the things that is really, you know, the thing that's really worrying is that a lot of people get stuck in, in that stage. 
and there is no conscious understanding of why we care, what's the meaning of all this, what's our responsibility towards ourselves, towards others, the community, nature, and, and everything we're given this, this life for. So looking for things that uh, represent our own truth and embracing, um, again, the conscious way of life, which is we need to work consciously, not like robots, not like people who only think about, you know, leaving the office or going home and open that beer and, and that's it. We need to eat consciously if we want mm -hmm. We need to love consciously. We need to practice spirituality consciously because and that that conscious life comes from the, the so-called examined life as you refer mm -hmm. to and one way to examine our own life and and our effect the cause and effect over everything around us is to understand who we truly are what makes us us right yes one tool to achieve that is to work with the most individual tool here which happens to be the birth chart from a psychological perspective, see where where our true potential is, what we can do to create a better life for ourselves and become active agents and change makers in a process which if done first individually can definitely bring the positive effect on a bigger scale. Yes. And create that different kind of reality that we all want and you know <laughs> for collectively. But it's not going to happen by not doing the work, which involves exactly that. Commit to uh, the steps uh, and the conscious and examined life. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. I appreciate you so absolutely much. so much because your philosophies, the way you work, you're absolutely right. Uh, we do. We need to focus as individuals in our own fields of work and all. We do need mm -hmm. to start spreading that out. I mean, it's it's never-ending work. It's going to fall upon a lot of deaf ears. I think we understand that by now. Mm -hmm. But like we've been telling our audience, there can be a lot of negative stuff that's going on, you know, astrologically, what we're seeing in the world. But what we need to do, focus on the positive because there's always positive out there. We refuse to see it. We only see the negative because unfortunately – the negativity always seems to take the spotlight mm. and we're not focused on the good things that are actually happening. And in order to do that, we need to focus on ourselves first. Yes. We need to focus on our own positivity and then that's going to bring more positivity to us. So Angelica, we can't thank you enough for yeah. being on the show. And yes, there is going to be a part two to all this <laughs> because there's so many more roads I would like to go down with you. You're absolutely fascinating and i know this was amazing like it i could was. sit and listen to oh it you guys forever. thank you so much honestly it, it means it means a lot to to feel uh understood and and uh to see that you find this kind of information valuable and and appreciate knowing more about it because you can imagine that path I chose is could be a very solitary one at times. Yeah, it's true. Not too many people can see the value of it. But uh, if I may just say a couple more sentences very sure. quickly. Yeah, no, we, we, Go for it. We it's my show. Over. We run it. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Well, because I feel that I didn't actually uh, answer properly what you asked me, but 
the, the overview I gave about why it's important to track the transits and the current astrological events is because mm -hmm. there, there are at least three that are very long-term ones kind of creating the need and acting as catalyst for us to start working towards this change I, I talked about. And uh, we have for about uh, a year, we have Jupiter in Taurus, then we have for over two years Saturn in Pisces. But the big one, the monumental one that I'd like to talk more about when we meet next time maybe is Pluto in Aquarius. And Pluto will be there until 2044. Oh, so wow. we are looking at 20 plus years of time. Like what we today, 20 years from now. Question is, change is inevitable. Question is, how are we going to navigate that? What yeah. kind of choice we're going to make? Because, you know, they say, uh, like, everything, like, uh, we have technology now, and that's such a big topic as well, but how are we going to use that? Because right. everything has a purpose, but some things, some, some powers are so deep and, and, and so amazing that if we don't use them wisely, they could actually become our enemies. So we have to we have to think about I that agree. as well. And mm -hmm. There is a lot, a lot coming up with Pluto in Aquarius. This is the thing we we can definitely talk about. But uh, I just want to say this as well: astrology will become more and more needed. I hope definitely so. And I see like validation of that idea all around me because astrology is a symbolic language. We've been living as as humanity far too long in, in a world of literal interpretation and perception and understanding of things. Real wisdom, real magic, real meaning is in symbols because a symbol can tell you so much more and it can be interpreted with your soul, not just with the mind. Because anything that's written, it's you use words and you take those words and you follow that. But uh, a great example and explanation I read uh, from a Jungian analyst, Alice O'Howell, in, in her amazing book on astrological symbolism. She explains the following. The word symbolo from Greek means putting things together. Sim is that prefix which means similarity, sim something. Mm -hmm. else. Right. And bolo in Greek means different elements together. So symbolo brings different ideas together expressed by one symbol. What is the opposite of that? What is the antonym of that word? The prefix dia. Dia means division. Okay? So when you divide things, in Greek, that is diabolo. Mm -hmm. okay? And that word diabolo, you know, quite well, is a word used as the devil, as the, the, the expression of the, you know, the ultimate evil. Why? Because... At a collective level, we know that what separates us is, is the evil. What mm -hmm. us against one another. So that's why the, the, the ultimate goal of the psyche is wholeness. Anything fragmented keeps us apart, keeps us neurotic, keeps us miserable, sick, aggressive. And so I'm not saying by being together as a whole, we have to be the same, no. But it's a matter of becoming conscious individuals capable of critical thinking and self-governance that could rule their inner republic and act accordingly so we can all live in a very mm -hmm. different world where everyone follows their own
code, yet we can share this this beautiful planet. I agree. Symbolism is so important because mm -hmm. literalism has created so many problems at so many levels. <laughs> Very <All right>. true. <laughs> I again I this is amazing. It is, and I agree so much with you. I agree so much with your views. And and I really appreciate you sharing it on our platform too as well. Uh, Hannah and I, we're going to make every effort to get all of your information out uh, because I'm sure our audience is going to be fascinated with this. Some people might actually I'm fascinated. Yeah. I'm blown away. I'm like speechless. <laughs> I'm like, Thank we're you. doing a part two. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I am intrigued. Sure, absolutely. Anytime. I, I feel we have a great connection, although yes. it's the first time yet. It happens so naturally. And I, I know I have this, you know, inner detector that always tells me. And that's why I reached out and I felt drawn to you guys. So, I think we can definitely do great work together and, yes. and collaborate. And of course, I'll I'll share uh, this uh, event and and your links with with my audience and people, yeah, so we can you. we can encourage people to to follow what we do because yeah, the new currency of this world is knowledge. Okay, that's yes. what yes. happens with Aquarius and bringing knowledge, which is combined with experience, and that is the formula for wisdom that people can take from us and they don't have to agree with everything. They just need to hear a new perspective so they can yes. add this to their own, you know, uh, critical thinking and decide what works for them. But I believe we have uh, audiences that are definitely open to the ideas. And I'd love to hear from your people, from my people, when they get to listen to this, yes. comments, questions. I'm always yes. happy to engage in a new conversation because that's part of the mission, right? Opening yes. the eyes of the world, bringing mm -hmm. awareness. Mm -mm. Oops, sorry, a little bit of a freeze up here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we'll definitely have you back on. We'll definitely have a part two to yes. all this. Maybe even a part three, a part four. This um, is uh oh. 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 Like a second of. Sorry, there You're we back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely have some more going on um, because I, we could take all this information that we learned today. And we could start applying it to so much more because I did. There's a takeaway from all this, even me, myself, I can take this mm -hmm. down yeah. and I could start explaining things, seeing it from my point of view, from Hannah's yeah. point of view as well. Um, so we'll definitely be sharing all of your thoughts, all of your ideas, your websites, everything. We're, you know, I want to open up as many people to this as possible because I believe that's And our I feel mission. like when like, if definitely doing a part two, like just more of your information, like you are amazing. You are, I feel like open ending, like it's fascinating. Like just getting more of this out there will help so many people. Like it's helping me. I'm like, I need to get into this more because it's always been, I think I mentioned it like mm -hmm. way in the beginning when I joined in, um, like this mm -hmm. was always like a thing that intrigued me and I wanted to get more into. So I'm just really well, excited. I'm forever grateful for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think this is the universe at work. This is synchronistic. Yes. And thank you, uh, Elaine Arcana. Yes. Because without her, this wouldn't have happened. By the way, we share with her a passion for the tarot because I didn't mention that, but I also teach astrology. I teach evolved astrology mm -hmm. and I do it live in small groups and in my 
teaching methods, I include this holistic approach. That includes the tarot symbolism as well, oh, because there is a big connection between each archetypal unit of sign and planet being reflected in the process of uh, uh, the tarot card. I'll just give you one very quick example. For example, sure. you look at the tarot card, the moon, right? And what do you see depicted? There is like a crab uh, getting out of the water. So if you just look at that, that doesn't mean much. But then it's connected with the sign of cancer, which is the mm -hmm. cosmic map. And the crab in cancer in that card symbolizes how the soul emerges from the waters of the unconscious and becomes incarnate. So this wow. is a beginning. All right. Yeah. And there is also two other components there, the, the dog and the wolf. So this is our instinctual and more civilized nature that we need to. And their colors and shapes. So. Elaine is an amazing tarot reader. I invite mm -hmm. everyone also to, to follow her and yes. work with her. I'm just saying that in my work as well, the tarot is present with that yes. symbolism because all these are symbols, codes for that great sacred system of knowledge that the universe so generously gifted us with. So let's see what we can do with it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Angelica, thank you again thank you. so much for coming on. Um, we're going to Definitely stay in touch with you, and we'll try to get another show, or maybe another three. I would more. love, yeah. To, yeah. Yes. I would absolutely love to hear from you guys, so we can talk outside of the show and then do another episode. Let me yes. know how I can help, how I can be of uh, service here, because that's ultimately what we're here for. And yes. uh, all my love and gratitude. You're amazing. Keep it up. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you, Angelique. All Thank right. you so much. much Bye. Bye now. Bye. So ladies and gentlemen, that that was Angelica Matev. I urge everybody, please reach out to her. Yes. Um, I'm going to have all of her links, like I said, in the synopsis of the show. Uh, just to bring some people up to speed too as well. I know we've been doing the podcasts and we're now under the Eye Opener Society. Uh, just bear in mind, the podcasts themselves... I know there we have some dedicated listeners, but something's happened with Pandora. Yeah. Our hosting site no longer hosts it right now. I've been looking into this. There's no way to reach out. Uh, once I, I just have no control over it, unfortunately. We are going to put a bigger presence on YouTube. Mm -hmm. This way people can actually watch and see the show as well. So I'll have all the links out there for everybody. I just wanted to fill everybody in on that really quickly because I know you might be wondering where we are. We've had about two episodes now that are missing from Pandora and I can't seem to get them up there because they changed something. They yeah. merged and my hosting site is not yet with it, I guess. Hopefully it gets through. Find us in another uh, platform if you can or watch us on YouTube. And again, all the links will be on our websites in yes. the synopsis of the show, whether they be on audio boom or in YouTube. Mm -hmm. And with that, we have Hannah and I, we got some shows planned too yes. as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about relationships and love and all that fun stuff. We're going to be talking about something that's been troubling me recently is with land development or the overdevelopment of land mm -hmm. and farms disappearing and being sold off. So these are all things that we're going to have in the future. And also, we encourage you to download the Wisdom app as well because mm -hmm. we are on Wisdom. Go to the Google Play Store. Go to the Apple Play Store. Download the Wisdom app. 
Once you download, you can hear everybody standing on their soapbox. It's got such an amazing amount of people on there. And guess what? Start talking yourself. Yeah, That's the great thing. You could instantly become a podcaster, get an instant audience immediately, and you could get paid for it too as well. So please download the Wisdom app as well. Hannah, you have anything else for us? I'm just kind of speechless after that. Um, yeah. But um, – <laughs> I am looking forward to, you know, the future. Um, this, this is an amazing show. Um, and I am so grateful for all of you. And I'm so grateful for our guests. Um, and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day or whatever time you're, you know, listening to this evening, morning, whatever. Um, and we will talk to you guys real soon. And we're so excited um, for what's to come. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Thank we will you. see you soon.